Well, we started a series uh, last week uh, called Learning to Hear God, and today's topic is How God Speaks. Um, most people be watching this or here present want to hear from God. There is believers of God and that He desires to speak to His people. Uh, some years ago, quite a few years ago actually, uh, there was this God is dead thing going around and so somebody from Time Magazine came to Billy Graham and said, what do you think about this God is dead thing? And he said, uh, that's kind of funny or strange. I just talked to him this morning. And so those of us that are believers and some of you, I understand, may not believe that God speaks to you personally. So we're going to talk to you or talk about that today. We believe Christianity is not a religion. It's different from all the religions of the world because Christianity is a relationship between you and I or mankind and Almighty God. And so in a relationship, there is communication, a <laughs> uh, big part of it. And so in communication, there is speaking and there is listening or hearing. So I came up with this little formula because there's degrees of hearing. <laughs> or levels of hearing. And so the first level is actually hear. And it could be hear by reading, for example. Uh, input of the communication. Uh, first, it's got to be input. And I've got to either read it or hear it or see it. Some way, it has to come into my brain. We used the word heart last week, but really it means brain. So once you hear, the question is, have you understood uh, my wife, sometimes I don't hear when she speaks and vice versa. Uh, sometimes she speaks, I don't understand what she said. I want to understand, and hopefully it's the same thing with God. We want to understand, but we don't always understand, but that's okay. Um, but once we do, the key is to obey. If my wife is trying to communicate something to me, to take out the trash, we use that example, uh, it's important for me to hear it, to understand it, and then, of course, do it, right? Because I love her and I'm in a love relationship with her, I want to please her. Now, we talked about a problem with receiving a message last week, uh, and we don't have time to go over, over it all, but the ideal way to receive the message is receptively, desiring to hear it. And we use the illustration of soils and Sometimes our hearts aren't receptive. We don't want to hear. I don't, sometimes I don't want to hear my wife, unfortunately. Uh, but sometimes we don't want to hear God. Or sometimes we want to hear and then we say, okay, I, I, I want to decide what I want to do about that. God doesn't work that way. So we want to have receptive hearts to the message, especially from God, which means it'll change us. It'll be not temporary change or superficial change, but it'll be real, lasting, and consequently fruitful result in uh, positive, uh, positive things in my life and the positive uh, things in the lives of people around me. So some of you may say, oh, I, I don't know if God speaks. So I'm just going to give you one text from Scripture, and it says this, God does speak. Right, now, you can choose to believe that what Scripture says, but in Scripture it says God does speak. Now, it's interesting. It says sometimes one way and sometimes another, and that's what we're going to talk about today. At least four ways that God speaks to us. Even though people may not understand it. So God speaks. Sometimes people understand it. Sometimes we don't. I don't always understand what God says. Um, and I'm a preacher, so to speak, teacher. Uh, so we don't always understand. 
So, in the Old Testament, especially, but in the Bible, God spoke lots of different ways. He spoke through a burning bush. He spoke through a cloud. He spoke through fire. He spoke one time through a donkey. That's pretty fascinating. Uh, I don't know if I'd like to see that. That'd be kind of scary, wouldn't it? Uh, but God will get his message across if he really wants to. The question is, will we listen? So, first way and probably the easiest, may I say easiest way uh, to hear God speak is through this Bible we, book we call the Bible, right? And in, in this book, it says this book is, and we're going to read it out of something Paul wrote uh, to Timothy. It says all of it, it says the term all Scripture is God-breathed. Well, what does that mean, God-breathed? Well, it's given by divine inspiration. So there's like 40 authors in the Bible, written over hundreds of years. They all have their own personality and writing style, etc. But what's important to us is that what they wrote was inspired by God. Um, we've all sang hymns and uh, contemporary songs that we were believed were inspired by the uh, by the artist, uh, even uh, secular songs, right, are inspired, uh, classical music, inspired. Well, divinely inspired, it, we believe, is this book. Now, it's got many purposes, but Paul is writing in here, it gives us four. He says it's profitable for instruction, so I can learn things from reading this. And even if you're not a Jesus follower, and we're glad that you're watching if you're not or listening, uh, but there's things all of us can learn things about how to manage our finances and pers interpersonal relationships and stuff. There's lots of good advice, if you will, in, in this book. Now, <clears throat> we believe it's a spiritual component, so it also brings about conviction of sin. Uh, you might say your conscience. You feel bad when you do something bad. Uh, we feel like we have offended God when we do something bad as Jesus followers. So it's for correction. Not just to say, okay, you're wrong, but for correction of error and restoration to obedience. We want to restore the relationship. So we want to correct the problem in the relationship and restore it. And then I love this last category, training in righteousness or training in the right way to live. And the uh, Amplified Version gives us a, a long detail what that means. Learning to live in conformity to God's will. All right, so <laughs> I've heard God's will, I understand it. Part of it, I learn to cooperate with God and cooperate with God's will. And well, that's important is because God's will is what's best for me. <laughs> and so, uh, but this had two categories, publicly and privately. Most of us do a better job publicly than we do privately because we think we can get away with things nobody else sees. And then he describes this term, behaving honorably. Are you and I honorable? Which that means with personal integrity. What you see is what you get. You can trust your word. And I love this last category, moral courage. You and I have the courage to speak on moral issues. Speak up for what's right and what we believe is wrong. So what does it mean to be divinely inspired? We believe it's trustworthy, it's reliable, uh, it's not mistaken. And we believe this is a standard. 
Uh, I want to compare my life to the standard here. Uh, and I can see where I'm off the standard. We have a, a Bureau of Standards near, near D.C. somewhere. And you can compare a pound of some, something to this standard of, of one pound or whatever it might be. So this is our standard. So consequently, it's also a safeguard or a guardrail for things that will harm us. So if we pay attention to what's in there, it'll avoid some mistakes. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. So consequently, what's required of you and I is to have input from <laughs> this book. Read it, listen to it, whatever it might be. <clears throat> Obviously, to hear God speak through His Word, you've got to read it, have input. Now, some of us have some of it memorized, and God can speak to us through bringing to mind uh, those words. Let me try and give an illustration because some of us struggle with, I, I, it's hard to get up in the morning, how am I going to get up? And I'm not saying you have to get up an hour early, it'd be great, but, you know, 10, 15 minutes at least to read some of it and spend some time listening to God and praying to God, asking God for things. So let me give you an illustration, kind of maybe convict us all. I don't know what side of the aisle you're on, but consider either the present president or the previous president was to call you up or somebody from their office, they wouldn't call you up, call you up and request your presence at 5 a.m. at the White House. What would you do? What would we all do if that was somebody we really respected and looked up to? We'd all get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. We would put on our best clothes. We would drive there. We would check out everything, and we would be sure that we were there at 5 a.m., with our listening ears on, wouldn't we? Now, obviously, it would be important to listen to the president. But more important, <laughs> more important would be to listen to God, right? Um, to uh, check in with him. So it, God's always, it doesn't have to be 5 a.m., be 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 11 p.m. God is always wanting to communicate with us. And the easiest way, I think, for God, let God communicate with me is to read this. Now, I don't always understand it all, <laughs> but that, that's a big reason. So start somewhere. Start with a short amount of time. Start with a version or translation of the Bible that, that you can understand. Um, ask other people to help you. Um, and, and read it. But not be a lot. Just read it and think about what you read. And that we believe is God speaking to you. I know, I've heard stories of people just flipped it open and, and just recently and put their finger in there. It was just God spoke to that where they put their finger. So, but you have to open it. You have to look at it. You have to read it. Um, sometimes I have issues with my car. I don't know what I need to do. And there's a book in my glove compartment. You probably have one too, right? Called The Owner's Manual. And when I want some information about my car, I look it up in the owner's manual. You could probably do it online nowadays. But anyway, so this is basically the owner's manual for life. So if you've got, a, now you can do it online, but if you've got a Bible with a concordance or thing at the back, you can, well, I'm struggling with anxiety. Well, you can look that up, and there's a verse, or verses there that you can read. A guy can speak to you about that issue, anxiety or some other issue. So, 
We have to read it. Now, notice what it says in the next verse. Paul says, okay, the Bible is good for this. Why? So that the man of God or woman of God, person of God, may be complete and proficient. Do you want to be proficient? I want to be proficient. Well, I've got to read this word to be proficient. Outfitted, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You ever go hiking or whatever or backpacking? You want to make sure you got all your equipment, right? <laughs> well, the, this book helps us be thoroughly equipped for all the good work God wants us to do. So part of the purpose is for you and I to do what God wants us to do. We have to understand it to be able to do it. Now, some people say, I don't know about this inspiration thing. I don't know if God speaks to me. Well, how many of you know about temptation? You can raise your hand. We all know about temptation, right? What is temptation? Well, temptation is when Satan speaks to you, right? Now, if you don't believe in a, in, in, in a personification of evil, it's still not it's negative thoughts. It's trying to get you to do things you sh- on your better moments you don't want to do, right? Uh, eat that extra dessert or uh, skip your exercise or whatever it might be. So there's all kinds of temptations. Say things you shouldn't say. <clears throat> so we understand that we should understand inspiration because that is the positive side that equates to God speaking. So if you said God's never spoken to you, I would say to you, you've never read this book. <laughs> All right, I would suggest starting with the New Testament. It's a little easier. I'm reading through the Old Testament right now. It's a little easier to connect with God. There's cool stuff in the Old Testament too, but uh, especially the words of Jesus, reading the Gospels. It's hard to read very far in those Gospels. You've got red-letter Bible, and the Spirit of God convicts you or teach you something, but you've got to read it. All right, we've got to move on. Secondly, God speaks through gifted teachers. Gifted teachers. Uh, Paul's writing to the church in Thessalonica. He's been there and spoken to them. And he writes this very interesting thing, I thought, uh, especially since I'm a teacher. <laughs> we never stop thanking God for you received this message from us. You didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. Okay, it's just some person up there talking. <laughs> you accepted what we said as the very word of God. So Paul was a gifted speaker, God-inspired speaker. And so he said, the congregation you, you, you took it as the very words of God, which, of course, it was. It wasn't my ideas. These were ideas that God gave me. And this word continues to work in you who believe. And that's one reason we come to church, right? Not through the music and through, through people like me to get up here and talk. <clears throat> now, um, back when I was a teenager, I shared this before, when I was 17 years old, it's in the summertime, and I'm sitting in our church, in a, and the pastor's speaking, and he says something like this. There's somebody here that God may want to go into full-time Christian ministry. My guess is there was probably 100 people there, and not one person heard that except for guess who? Me. All right? I didn't want to hear it. I didn't believe it, but I heard it. And, of course, now it's 50 years later, and I've been a... Uh, 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 minister of the gospel for four, over 40 years. Now, I, I often think about this interesting question. What if I hadn't been in church that day? What if I had missed that day? 
And I believe our God's big enough, he would have gotten that message through to me some other way. But we don't want to miss God's message, do we? And that's one reason it's so important to worship together. And I've been speaking a long time, and I have people come up to me and say, you know, uh, you were just speaking to me, or you, you, you're reading my mail. And of course, I'm not, right? Uh, but what they're saying is, God used me to communicate something to them. Now, it doesn't have to be just me. We, internet, uh, television, radio, uh, there's all kinds of ways we can be exposed to gifted teachers. And we all have people that what's the word, uh, connect with us better than others, correct? Our favorite teachers. And so, uh, so when, one way God, God uses. Now, it's always amazing to me that God would use me to speak to people, but He doesn't just use me. He uses, if you're a Jesus follower, He don't even have to be a Jesus follower. In the Bible, people that weren't even Jesus followers, God used to speak His message to people. So all of you, is, maybe you're amazed that He talks through me or other teachers, but He talks through you. And I've had some of you say things to me just in the hallway or something that years later I'm still remembering, and I really believe that was a word from God for me, from you. So I think this makes sense. The more we hear, the more we can understand, correct? So most of the time it's going to be better to read 10 words, 10, 10 minutes, and it is 2 minutes. Now, if you read the 10 minutes without thinking about it, the 2 minutes, and if you meditate or think about it, it would be better. But technically, the more input you get, the better. I thought about it this way. How well would you and I be doing physically if we only ate one meal a week? And some Bible that some of you, the only Bible you get is the hour here on Sunday morning, one meal. Um, so I just encourage you to feed more. The more you hear, the more you understand, the more God can communicate with you. So through gifted teachers, basically through everybody. Uh, Third way God speaks to us. This one's a little harder to understand, but I think it's a major way. I use the word impressions, or just things that come to mind. Um, Jesus speaking to John, he said this, but when the Father sends the advocate, well, who's the advocate? As my representative. The Holy Spirit. This one what the Holy Spirit is. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. So things come to mind. Uh, either verses you remember, something somebody said, some, something happens, something, you know, sticks in your mind or comes to mind. Things I've told you. Um, so, those of us who are Jesus followers believe that the Holy Spirit of God actually comes and dwells in us. So, we have 24-7 access to God. And He's trying to speak to us all the time through, his, through our spirit or through our mind. <clears throat> Now, part of this to me is what I call, I don't believe in coincidences, but you might call coincidences. So I'll just give you an illustration from this week. Um, most of you know I used to run a lot. I've ran 50-mile races. Well, I haven't ran one in six years. And there's a local one called the JFK. And um, I've been thinking, well, maybe I ought to try it again. All right? And I'm kind of struggling with this. I'm running more to see if my body is capable of doing that. So I'm running this, uh, it was Wednesday. So I look at the radar, it's supposed to rain later in the afternoon. So I start running in the morning. 
Well, no, I hadn't ran maybe one mile and it starts to rain. So I ran two miles and three miles, I ran four miles. I turned around at four miles, I started heading back home, and it starts raining even harder. So I get back to um, uh, close to, to, a, to a highway, to a road, and there's a, um, um, we call it um, <laughs> laboratory, restrooms, um, actually on the trail, and it's got a little overhang, so I'm staying under there because it's starting to rain. I call my wife to have her come pick me up. Well, there's three ladies there. Well, actually, one outside, two others in the ladies' room. And I start talking to this lady, and we get to start talking about different things. And she's about my age, and she said, well, you need to talk to this lady inside here. So this lady inside, a little short lady comes out, and she is signed up to run the JFK. She'll be 70 years old in August. And she's done a 50K before, but she's never done the JFK, and that's kind of a little different than some 50Ks. So I'm thinking, maybe should I do this? Well, I'm inspired now by this little, almost 70-year-old lady, lives in eastern Maryland, last name by name of Weaver, that's going to run the JFK. So I'm inspired, and I don't believe in coincidences. So I believe this is God, maybe, possibly. It's nice to have more than one confirmation that this is uh, what God would like me to do. So it's important to get input for others. That's why we have a management team. I don't make all the decisions around here. In fact, I make very little decisions around here. Uh, we have a group of people that make those decisions so we can have uh, uh, more voices, or more people hearing God's voice, try and figure it out. Uh, give you an illustration from some years ago. Uh, this child care wanted to use our building, which they've been using for years. And in our management team, we were split down the middle. So half the people wanted us to do it, and half the people didn't. So we said, okay, <laughs> we got to figure this out. So let's get some more information. Here's some questions we have, and we need to get answers to. And, of course, we're all praying about this and so forth. So we start checking this out. Well, this is not a problem. This is not a problem. This is not a problem. None of the things we thought were problems were problems. So is this some way we can be of service to our community? Seems like it is. So when finally we came back, we had a unanimous decision to let this group child care. Now, when COVID hit, most of the child cares were closed. Guess what? The child care here was open. They were able to stay open. Service to our community. So, input for, from others. Now, God speaks through dreams and visions and lots of other ways, but we can't spend time talking about all those things. Um, but some of you may be skeptics, or I'll call you a rationalist that don't believe that God speaks. Right? It just, he never does. Or you might not even believe there's a God, but if he does, he doesn't speak. Uh, then we've all kind of met people, and I think this is a dangerous extreme too. Everything is God. Every thought in my mind, everything that happens to me is God. I don't believe that's true. I think it's somewhere in the middle, and that's why we need to uh, check those things. So I put a warning on this, on, this, on this category. Always test impressions. One way to put it this way, will God ever contradict himself? Say this one time and say the opposite another time? No, he'll never contradict himself. He doesn't have to. He never makes a mistake. So it's been kind of interesting. I'll use that word. As a pastor, I'll have people come to me and say things like, well, God wants me to move in with this person live with this person, which means they want to have sex with this person that they're not married to. And I'll say, no, he doesn't. <laughs> How would I know that? Because I've tested that impression 
with his word. In his word, it says you don't do that, right? I mean, there's lots of examples. Uh, God wants me to lie. Well, no, God doesn't want you to lie. He says not to lie. God wants me to steal. No, God doesn't want you to steal. It, you know, so always test impressions. One big test is, is this a loving thing to do? Is this a caring thing to do? Or is this going to cause somebody harm? <clears throat> because does God ever want to harm you or anybody else? Of course not. He loves you and he loves everyone. So if it's something that's going to cause harm to someone, that's another test of his presence. So always test impressions. A big way God uses, but you've got to check them out. And lastly, God speaks through, and this is huge. Harvey, everybody here is familiar with this one. God speaks through pain. Notice what the psalmist said. I used to wander off, meaning I kind of stopped following what God wanted me to do, until... Uh, Psalm, Psalm 119, I believe. I used to wander off until you disciplined me. Okay, so I wandered off. You disciplined me. Discipline always requires what? <laughs> some kind of pain. That's part of the deal, right? Not always physical pain, but some kind of pain. But now I closely follow your word. So because of the pain you brought in my life, I followed your word. <clears throat> We're all familiar with this, right? And many of us fear change. And the only reason we change is because the pain, if we want to use that word, is greater than our fear of change. That's what parents do, right? <laughs> you say, okay, you can't have your phone until you make this correction in your life. Well, the pain of not having your phone is so great, you make that check change in your life, right? And so there's lots of examples, of course. So then the, the psalmist goes on. Notice what he says. My suffering was good for me. The pain was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your word or decrees. Your instructions are more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. I don't know how many of us would say that, but hopefully you feel that way. <clears throat> now, again, not all pain is God. Not all impressions are from God. But some of it is. I, I don't get sick very often. I thank God for that. I'm a pretty healthy person. But when I do get sick, my first thought is... And I don't think it's always that way. My, my first thought is, okay, God, I, you know, I'm a pretty busy person. I stay pretty active, and you want me to slow down, maybe physically or maybe just uh, mentally slow down. So pain is a hearing aid, if you will. <laughs> we tend to hear God better, give him more of our attention when there's pain in our life. I mentioned C.S. Lewis last week. He wrote some fantasy books. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia, but he wrote lots of spiritual books. And one of his most famous quotes is this, God whispers to us in our pleasure. When life is going good, I, yeah, I kind of say, thank you, God, I'm, my life's good. He speaks to us in our conscience, that's those impressions, right? But shouts in our pain. It's a megaphone. God really wants to get your attention. Pain will do it like nothing else. All right, so one last question, we'll finish up. Why is it important to hear God? Why do you think it's important? Let me give you three reasons. <clears throat> First one's this. It assures me that I'm in God's family. You ever think, I'm not sure if I'm, a, you know, in part of God's family. I'm not sure if I'm a believer or not. Well, notice this illustration of Jesus. I think it's something we can understand, even though none of us are shepherds, I don't think. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus talking about himself. 
the sheep, that's us, recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name. He leads them out. And he gathers his own flock. He walks ahead of them, and they follow him. We say we're Jesus' followers. Why do we follow? Because we know his voice. So they tell me, you know, I get two shepherd sheep, and one can say, call out, come, whatever they call out. The sheep from that shepherd will follow. The sheep from the other shepherd won't because they don't recognize his voice. You know, it's frustrating. I'm sure this happens to you too. You ever have somebody call you on the phone and they didn't tell you who they were and expected you to know who they were and you didn't know who they were? It's a little embarrassing, isn't it? But let me ask you, if my wife calls me, have I ever have any, any issues with recognizing her voice? It only takes one word, right? Instantly, I know her voice. Or my kids, actually some of you, I know pretty well. On the other hand, if my kids are out playing with some other kids and I say, hey, come on home, kids, how many kids come? All the kids? No, only the kids that are my kids that know my voice. So one of the keys, if I'm hearing God's voices, then I must be part of his family. Celebrate that. Secondly, and we've touched on this already, it protects me from mistakes. God's will is always perfect. It's always good. So if I hear, understand, it only makes sense to obey because it's for my good. Um, Paul wrote this in Romans. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. It's getting harder and harder not to do that. But let God transform or change you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will. Why is that important? It's good and pleasing and perfect. So I want to do things that are good, pleasing, and perfect. I don't want to do things that are bad, unpleasing, and imperfect. So I have guidance and, and wisdom to use my, my finances, for example. Or wisdom in who to marry and um, how to, to be married, <laughs> if you will. Marriage is tough. It's two sinners together, right? In close proximity. So it, it, and it teaches me to know what is ethical. And just because it's legal doesn't make it ethical. Abortion is legal in our country, in much, in much of the world. I don't believe it's ethical. I believe it's murder. But it, so God's Word can tell me those things. And thirdly, I know it's important because, well, let me make a statement, then we'll get to the third one. When we really hear God, we are changed. When I really hear God, when the Spirit of God says something to me, I'm changed, changed for the better. So I really want to hear him. So my question is, do you need change? If you need change, I believe we all do. We all could be better, do better. Then we need to hear from God. And lastly, it produces a successful life, fruitful life. Touched on that last week. Jesus said this just before he was taken off and crucified. I am the vine. He's talking to his disciples. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. So we want to be productive. We have to be connected. If we want to be connected, we need to be communicated to and from. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So let me ask you, what do you consider success? Now as a pastor, as a Jesus follower, success is being obedient to God. I've never pastored a big church. God's never given me that opportunity. But I, I question all the time, am I being Obedient. If I'm being obedient, I'm being successful. 
in God's eyes. And that should be true of all of us. So, does God speak? Yes, God speaks. The question, do we hear, do we understand, and do we obey? Let me give you something to think about as we leave this morning. Why do you think God goes to all this trouble to try and communicate with you and I? The big answer, of course, is because he loves us. He wants to have an intimate, personal relationship with us. And if you're not a Jesus follower at this point, God wants everybody into that relationship. And he invites you uh, to enter into that with him. And if we can help you with that, please let us know. Let me pray with you and let you go. Father God, thank you. We thank you that you, as creator of the universe, desire to communicate with us, not just occasionally, but all the time. And that's available to us. God, in our good moments, we realize that's what's good for us. But we do tune into temptation at times. Uh, Forgive us for that. Thank you that you do through your son, Jesus. And God, let us be desirous. I always desire to hear my wife speak. I pray I'm even more desirous to hear you speak. And as I hear from you, I am changed for the better. My relationship with you is better. My relationship with others is better. And I become useful in your kingdom. I become fruitful. I become successful in your eyes. We pray for anyone that's thinking about stepping across that line, that today would be the day that they understand that you, God, desire a relationship with them, that you love them enough to send Jesus to die for them, that they will accept that gift and enter into a relationship with you. Uh, Thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you for speaking to us. In your name we pray. Amen.